back to yet another episode of the Let's Be Honest Podcast. And I am your humble and most gracious host, Big Bro Tone. Listen, I'm so happy. I'm so glad you guys uh, are locking in with me for a whole another episode. Um, I've been away for a little bit. I think I've been away for a couple months, actually. But we're going to leave that in the past. That's neither here nor there. Um, but that's not by accident or I guess not by choice. I don't know. <clears throat> lately, lately, I just haven't been feeling inspired. It's like recently my, my motivation has just fallen off or just taking a back seat. I've like I've been picking up these weird bad habits, you know what I'm saying? It's like I've I've sort of lost direction. And I'm getting caught up doing 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 shit that's not really beneficial or you know, an asset to my productivity. You know, at some point I got to take accountability for that. I got to be honest with myself. If I'm going to keep doing the Let's Be Honest podcast, and I've, and I've, this isn't a new thing. If you've listened to my, if you listen to my podcast, if you've been sticking with me through the growing pains of this fucking podcast, you you've know, you know, I've done myself a disservice. I've done myself a disservice many a times. But at the end of the day. I got to look in the mirror and ask myself and tell myself how much do you love this shit? Is this is, is this really what you want to do? Because if it was, you wouldn't make excuses. At any given point, you wouldn't make excuses. You would shut up and pot. You know what I'm saying? There's no excuses for why I'm not committed to my podcast. There's no excuses. I can't make up an excuse. All I know is I'm the culprit at the end of the day. But while doing my suffer disservice, I've also let other people down too, you know, throughout that whole part of my journey. Um but I'ma be better. And I commit, and I'm committed my, and I'm committed to myself to be better. All all across the board, better to myself and better to the people I care about. It's like I didn't really, I didn't really end 2019 in the best way. You know, I had a great time on my birthday. Don't get it twisted. I had a great time on my birthday. That was the. Highlight of my 2019, like the end of my 2019. I mean, but you know, I mean, just as far as like just 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 lead just leading leading up to 2019, towards that third and fourth quarter of 2019, I wasn't really in, in peak form at all. It was like I was doing the same things. I was doing the same things, yet expecting a, a different result. 
And that, my friends, is insanity. Got to step up to the plate. And in 2019, it's a new year. In 2020, it's 2020. Things got to change and things will change. So for 2020, I wrote down several goals uh, that I that I want to try to accomplish. Um, even if I accomplish four or five of them, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed they do that, but I'm aiming to accomplish all of them. I'm not going to reveal them, though, for the simple fact that I don't want to put that energy out there to be tampered with or judged or misconstrued or I don't want to place unnecessary expectations on myself. I already have my own personal my own personal expectations on myself and that's already heavy enough so I don't need, need to add other people's expectations. So uh I'm just gonna leave it at that. But again like I said, welcome back to the Let's Be Honest Podcast. It's been such a long time. Uh let's get away from that dreary shit. It's time to have some fucking fun. It's time to talk some fucking music. It's time to talk hip hop. It's time to talk life. It's time to it's time to just Ultimately expand this podcast. It's time to really get a little bit more organized, a little bit more structured. It's time to add a, a format. You know, it's time to get back to what this podcast was originally about growth. Like I said, hip hop, culture, motivation, self reflection, accountability, honesty, investing in yourself, my experience, my black experience in particular, introspection, storytelling, and just shooting the shit that God talk. You know what I'm saying? So, it's time to get back to the original original theme of this podcast. It's time to get more locked in. And I want to introduce I want to introduce some new segments to the podcast. Uh they're going to be introduced as the podcast goes, but to start off, I want to introduce the re-up. This segment is in particular is when we're just going to highlight new projects, new albums that came out uh every week. Uh, you know, new music comes out every Friday. So nine times out of ten, the episodes that drop on Monday will consist of your daily re-up of new music. So, oh, I'm sorry, your weekly re-up of new music. So make sure y'all stay committed stay committed, and lock into that because that's going to be a dope-ass segment. And also... Another segment called Pass the Aux. Now, this segment is where I shed a spotlight on and I become an artist that I fuck with. I, I probably discovered an album or a song or a project they put out. And maybe they've been out a couple years already. Who knows? But I didn't catch on to them yet. Um, they're just not mainstream. And I'm pretty sure we all can tell who who mainstream and who not yet. So, Pass the Aux is a segment where I just, you know, say, yo... Let me let me put you on some shit. Pass the aux. And uh you know we we're gonna reveal more we're gonna reveal more segments as episodes come out, you know, as the ideas flow, the content's gonna flow. Just make sure y'all stay rocking with me. I really appreciate it. It ain't gonna never stop. I'm as long as I stay committed to y'all, I pray y'all stay committed to me. But let's get back into my first segment. The re-up. So we all know Eminem just dropped a surprise project. Nobody saw this shit coming. He just dropped projects in 2018. 
in Kamikaze then 2017 Revival I personally wasn't really fucking with Revival I'm glad he came back with Kamikaze Kamikaze was cool I fucked with it 2019 took some time off but let's not forget he went through his little situation with MGK that was a whole other thing and a lot of people kind of just ain't been really a lot of people just been shitting on him he ain't really been getting the respect he deserved according to M himself uh me personally I always fucked with Eminem but Eminem dropped his 11th studio album Music To Be Murdered By which is inspired by Alfred Hitchcock's uh project Music To Be Murdered By as well so uh this project has 20 tracks one hour and four minutes not too bad came out via Shady Aftermath and Scope, as usual now this album is just one big fuck you to authority and and honestly it was just talking so much shit on his drum he talking so much shit so me personally like some of my favorite tracks off the project is Premonition, which is the uh, intro. Darkness, unaccommodating, featuring Young and May. Young and May body her verse. It really, like she was just floating on it. I wish, I wish she probably would have got a little bit more technical in her lyricism. But she was just having so much fun. She was just vibing on the beat. I can't even argue with the results. M knew, M knew what he was doing when he had to just go in for like a minute. Straight. I, I don't. It, probably a minute and a half. Who knows? But it may was just carrying carrying her weight, just just doing her thing, just floating on the track. Yeah, yeah, featuring Royce the Five Nine, Black Thought, and Q Tip. That shit is so hard. I love how they sample Buster Voice on that shit. I love how they sample Tribe on that shit. It's 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 crazy. M and Royce and Black Thought, that combination alone, that combination alone is going to be a lyrical massacre. Then, my other favorite track is I Will, featuring Crooked Eye. He changed his name to King Crooked. I, I didn't know that, but I'm calling that nigga Crooked Eye. Uh, Verse the five nine and Joel Ortiz. So basically, he got the whole slaughterhouse minus Joe Budden. Uh, Joe Budden, for for reasons unknown or for reasons known, whatever. Uh, him and M, not really on the best of terms, potentially. But yeah, those are my favorite songs. Uh, I just love how he came out the gate just swinging. Permission the production on that shit, having the girl just humming in the background, just vocalizing. He, he, that, 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 that was that alone was honestly amazing. But like I said, the album is just one big fuck you to authority. You hear that on songs like Stepdad and Leaving Heaven. And you can hear that Eminem just gotten to a point where he doesn't understand how you can question his pedigree. He really he really doesn't understand it. Uh I don't know. 
I guess when you release uh, a few string of bad albums, people then you know start to doubt, you know, where you at musically. You know how how aware or up to date you are musically. Now we never going doubt or disrespect or take away anything from Eminem's technical technical ability. That is far from the truth. But I mean. I wasn't really a fan of certain Eminem projects that came out. And that's just me being honest. I wasn't a fan of Revival, like I said. The Martian Mathis LP 2 was okay. Uh, Didn't really care for Recovery. Didn't really care for Relapse. Uh, Encore's my shit. Curtain calls my shit. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, the Eminem shows my shit. Uh, the Marshmallow this LP. The originals my shit. Slim Shady LP. Dope project. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you come out with those four kind of spectacle. I'm sorry, not spectacle. Uh, yeah. It's like. Skeptical. That's what I'm going to say. Shit, I can't even fucking talk to them. When you come up with those skeptical projects, it's like, ah, okay, it just sounds too poppy for me. But nonetheless, he came back with two punches, Kamikaze, the the music to be murdered by, and he really, he, he went in. You can't. You, 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 it's time. It's time to stop playing with Eminem name. That's pretty much what he was trying to tell niggas. It's time. To, it's time to stop playing with his name. It's time. It's honestly time. But M, we get my respect. And, like no matter what day that we get it, that's not even the question. I think it's just people just don't didn't really. Feel those previous projects, and then even his his uh his cipher his BT cipher was kind of, you know, I mean the content was there the content was there but I I wasn't really nod my head to that shit. But nonetheless, this project is hard. I really enjoyed the production on this shit. Um, uh, and like Kamikaze in twenty eighteen, he's at the show, he hasn't fallen off. You hear it on Yaya and Godzilla. Uh, featuring Juice World, R.I.P. And in my opinion, I feel like he, I feel like he actually tried to use some current flows, some new flows that he never used before. Um, you heard that on account unaccommodating with Younger Man and Marsh. You hear. It. But then, of course, I'm gonna give you so many emotions on it, on on a project on darkness. On darkness, he speaks from the perspective of a mass shooter. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then he essentially used it as a metaphor for the paranoia of losing his fans while dealing with the media trying to tear him down at the same time. 
He talked about never having a father figure. M just covered a bunch of different things. He talked about hating the new nigga that tried to come into the into the fold on stepdad. And, you know, just to top it off, I fucked with the transitions. In between songs, the transitions was extremely, extremely fluid. He didn't waste not one second. He got right to the next song. And the snippets or the uh, skits was pretty uh, interesting as well. So, M definitely delivered a a, a dope project. I, I enjoyed it. I think I I think it has replay value. I I definitely think it has replay value. And it's obvious he hooked up with different producers, new producers on this project. But moving on to the next uh, project that came out that I'm going to talk about. Dreamville re-released Revenge of the Dreamers Part 3 re-released it and gave us a whole pack of 12 songs a 12 pack straight like that it could have easily been a whole other project they could have easily separated it but you know, when I was listening to it it was sonically on the same wavelength as you know the standard version of Revenge of the Dreamers 3 so I understand why they just added it on instead of just releasing a whole new project or maybe releasing EPs or whatever. I, I definitely fuck with that. And you want to capitalize off the, off the momentum that you've accumulated in 2019. You definitely want to capitalize off that, especially and especially on top of that, during the whole rollout of the project, they dropped the documentary. And on the documentary, they was clear and indicated that they recorded so many songs, too many songs to even use, and it was so many great songs. It was it, it, it was so it, it was difficult curating it because it was so many so many people just going off. But the main goal was to showcase this Dreamville and its roster and fill in the blanks. So you know, just get you know hearing that, you know they had other music to drop they just had to again make choices but they released 12 new songs and uh this came just six months after the initial release just six months but basically it's a deluxe edition they're calling it a director's cut but you know niggas gotta be different nonetheless they dropped the director's cut and Arguably, I, I, I feel Kaz and Ari Lennox stood out more so this go around. I feel that way. Some of my favorite songs are Late Nights, featuring Kaz, Omen, Buddy, and Landstrip Chip. Uh, Bust It, featuring Ari Lennox. Uh, Disgusted, featuring Kaz and Child Major, Childish Major. Big Black Truck, featuring J.I.D. Uh, up, up and away featuring JID, Earth Gang, and Vince Staples. Those are some of my favorite songs um, out of the twelve. Um, I like all the. I, I like I like the twelve songs overall, but those are just my favorite. Go, those are my go-to songs. Those are just my favorite songs for the time being, um, and that's gonna change. Like, that's how good those. That's how good those songs are. They it just go go off a of mood initially, just off the first few listens of the project. Uh, I I realize those are the songs I'm fucking with right now, and. Uh, 
you know, like I said, I feel like Cause and Ari Lennox really stood out this go round. I really do. Buddy had a hard ass verse. Buddy had a hard ass verse on late nights. That's that's that stood out to me as well. And Reason had a, a hard ass verse too. Um Reason. Just how he bodied Limbo truck. Reason body still up. Uh Revenge featuring Ari Lennox and Earth Gang, Loot Omen. That was Earth Gang, that was a a dope a dope song as well, like I said. This project is honestly thirty tracks and it's thirty unmissable tracks. All those songs are hard and everybody truly, truly showcased how good they are. On top of that, Dreamville highlighted up and coming artists that's not essentially signed to Dreamville, but they accumulated so many relationships in this process. And all those talented artists that they've included on this project that weren't a part of Dreamville, they're up and coming and they're going to pop and they're going to grow. And they've just accumulated so much capital, so much cultural capital, so much uh, rapport with these artists. Like when you listen to the project, you honestly feel like everything was purpose. Everything was purposeful. Everything was intentful. Nothing, no verse was just there for no reason. Placement was everything. Arrangement was everything. And everyone carried their own weight. That's one of the biggest things. Everybody carried their own weight. And like you saw in the documentary, you knew they was in the studio together when they made these songs. See, I love when you when you collaborate with music, when you collaborate on projects with artists, it always comes out better when you're in the studio together. It always does and it always will. Sometimes when you're on the go, maybe you gotta send a verse. I get it. Something sometimes things happen. Maybe it's a throwaway song. Maybe you just maybe you just, you know, testing the temperature of the game to see where you stand. Whatever. But when it comes to like when you curating a project and building a project as a consumer as a consumer it sounds you, you, it sounds better when y'all in the studio together I'm, I'm just saying it sounds better to me when y'all niggas is in the studio together you can hear it you can hear it when you listen to collab projects like Super Slimy and then you listen to a project like this you can hear the difference you can hear when niggas in the studio together or not in the studio together you know you feel what I'm saying? So, Dreamville did it again. You might as well say they dropped another album. The cover art is different. So, shit. Here they come. But to stream the hell out of the game, they better just go off. Like they, like I'm so, like, it's so good to see Dreamville doing their thing. It's so good to see these rap clicks doing their thing. Right now, it's about Griselda and Dreamville. Right now. But. Revenge of the Gym is 3. The director's cut. Hell of a project. Hell of a project. And it's going to do well with sales because they just coupled it with the previous 11 songs. So. 
I'm sorry. Uh, previous uh, eighteen songs. Eighteen songs. It's gonna do very well. It's gonna do very well. But moving on to uh, the final segment of the episode of today's episode, Past the Ox. Now, the project I want to talk about, the artist I want to talk about is 070 Shake. 070 Shake. She's a dope. She's a dope ass artist. One of the. One of the. One of the ways I came across her music, came across her as an artist, was I first heard her voice on. I first heard her voice on. Pusha T's Daytona, Santeria. Santeria, then. I heard her voice on Kanye's, Yay Project. Uh, Ghost Town, Violent Crimes, you know those songs. She was that airy voice in the that just burnt, that just belted everything out and murdered it that just bodied everything so I found I first heard her voice on that and I tried you know I listened to I tried going back to older music but she just had you know a bunch of singles maybe a little EP or two here and there so not much to really you know get into especially with her current sound because I was looking for something similar to you know what I was hearing on yay but she dropped her debut album, her debut project, Modus Vivendi. Modus Vivendi. Now, me when I first when I first read it, you know, read the title and, and everything, I didn't know what the hell Modus Vivendi meant. I never knew. So immediately, the first thing I did, I had to. Well, my, you know, I had to open the dictionary and come to find out modus vivendi by definition is an arrangement or agreement allowing conflicting parties to coexist peacefully, either indefinitely or until a final settlement is reached or a way of living. So in terms of this project, I think it means more in terms of a way of living. But at the same time, the concept of allowing conflicted parties to coexist peacefully, either indefinitely or until a final settlement is reached. So pretty much what you're saying is we're going to stick this out. No matter how shitty it gets, we're going to stick this out and we're going to coexist and we're going to work this out most of all either for the long run or until we both get to a situation or a point in this relationship where we're both able to separate amicably and no one loses out on anything. So already, just with the, with, with the title, she draws you in. She makes you wonder what she, what, what she means by that. It's her way of life. When you listen to this project, you ask, is her way of living, is her way of life predicated in terms of the music, of course, because I don't I obviously don't know her. I don't know 070 Shake, but in terms of the music, in terms of the title, when you think of a way of living, is her way of life 
predicated on settling in agreements that allow herself to exist with exist with a love interest that ultimately you guys are not maybe good for each other or you guys are always going through something that's toxic but you guys tell each other and you convince yourselves that you're going to work this out and you're going to coexist peacefully either indefinitely or until a final settlement is reached until you reach that point where maybe okay my emotions are my emotions your emotions are your emotions your, your money good I'm good let's get the fuck out of here listen it was, it was fun while it lasted so this project already is a sea of emotions which I love <laughs> Cover art was hard too. It kind of gave me some ex machina, futuristic, ghost in the shell vibes. So, 14 tracks on the project, 44 minutes, very easy to make it through. Uh, released via Good Music and Def Jam Records. I did not know she was signed to Kanye. I did not know that. Um, but since she was heavily used on Kanye's projects, when he dropped those, when he dropped those uh, um, albums in twenty, uh, I want to say twenty eighteen, you know, I had a feeling her affiliation was heavy, but I just didn't know she was signed to him. But she's uh, her, she's from she's from New Jersey, so she ain't she ain't she ain't far, uh, far at all. She she across the water. Um, but like I said, she broke on Kanye's album, broke on Pusha T's album. And on this project, Shake has a she has a dope blend of natural instrumentation and electronic synths and sounds and you know special effects. Uh one of my favorite songs is Divorce. You hear it on that. You also hear it on a song called Microdosing. Like she has an airiness, like I said, about her voice that's charismatic and endearing. And you want you want her to find peace through all this madness that she's feeling. Like when you listen to the music, and you know, and and no, in no disrespect, no one song truly stands out. And I mean this because it truly just sounds like one giant ambiance, one 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 full trip from track one all the way to track fourteen. In the transitions, everything just blends and. She just she's crooning amazingly, and you know with the blender, with the production, the natural, the natural instrumentation, and um, her wordplay is 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 masterful as well. She's dope. But like I said, Michael Dawson and divorce, Morrow. Guilty conscience, you know what I'm saying? Flight 319, Terminal B. I see, especially with Terminal B going to Flight 319, I like I like those two songs coupled together. It seems like you're getting from. It seems like you're getting. You're going on a walk. You're you're going somewhere. The whole project, you just feel like you're on this. You're on this voyage, trying to find the peace behind it all.
So make sure you guys check out, check out 076 Modus Vivendi Project. That project is dope as hell. Make sure I go check it out. Her experimentation with sounds is what sets is, is what sets her apart. It kind of reminds me of the times when Kanye would create and collab with Mr. Hudson. It, you know, the production gives me that kind of vibe. So make sure you go check out uh, 070 Shake. But um, yeah, like I said, that's the last segment of the day. Um, I'm glad y'all tuned into the podcast. I really am. I really am. Oh, real quick. Congrats to Roddy Rich for having the number one album with with Please Excuse Me for being antisocial and the number one record in the country with the box. Yo, this nigga got the hardest got the hardest shit out right now in my opinion. So far he has the best project of 2020 so far in my opinion the best project of 2020. Hands down. From beginning to end it just it's just heat. So shout out to Roddy Rich. Oh. And Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber need to get the fuck on with the sneak dissing. Real shit. All the petty tweeting and shit They need to get the fuck on with that corny shit But no need to speak too much on it Just know we see you Cut it the fuck out It ain't, it, it, it ain't thorough Roddy popping right now This rap shit popping right now Get with it and get the fuck lost But thank y'all for listening to another episode Of the Let's Be Honest Podcast I'm so glad y'all tuned in with me uh, More episodes to come Trust and believe More episodes are to come Commitment is coming from me in 2020, and we're gonna keep pushing and putting out content. Again, more segments, new segments to come. Make sure y'all lock in. I love y'all. Stay humble, healthy, and hungry. Peace out.